I'm with Enrico at Auntie Pegs in uh, Collingwood here, and Enrico is one of the founders of Inedible, which is actually an interesting story because it's a, a music industry service. Um, well, I'm I'm actually I, my full time job is actually uh, in the music industry, but Inedible is um, an initiative, I guess. It's more of a publisher, actually. It's a not for profit publisher. And talking about not-for-profits, Enrico has hired out this space to try and raise money for uh, Lombok at the moment and also to raise awareness about the booming specialty coffee industry in Indonesia. And to be honest, the reason I'm doing this podcast episode is because I'm blown away, number one, by the quality of the coffee. Uh, we have coffee from, you know, roasted in Bali, grown in Sumatra, from all different islands and all different processing types and all different varietals. And and every coffee was absolutely amazing and balanced. And it wasn't the typical super intense, super syrupy, uh, earthy coffees that a lot of us have experienced from, you know, from producers like Indonesia and, and India. And so we've um, just really had this amazing eye-opening event. And why don't you tell us about the Indonesian specialty coffee scene? How do people get this coffee green? How do they get it for their roastery? And what's what's happening tonight? And why are we raising money for Lombok? Right. So it's an interesting story, actually. Um, Indonesian greens actually exist in Australia for a while. Like it's for the past three years, Benji from the Q Coffee, he's been actually sourcing uh, the Toraja beans from Sulawesi, um, beans from West Java and Sumatra as well. So he travels to the farms and actually have a relationship with the farmers and then brings the greens here. But um, I think one of the most popular be- Indonesian beans he- here in Australia, especially in Melbourne, uh, which you can find anywhere, is actually the mandolin from Sumatra. Um, well, the thing is, like, Indonesia has so many islands. It's actually have thousands of islands. So for only one type of coffee from a specific region to be known out of an archipelago is actually quite an interesting logic, I would say. There's so much more than just mandolin. So um, I guess it's just a very... Um, it's a good thing to be able to do something like this so people can actually try and taste what Indonesian coffee can be like. I think it's really cool that out of the four, five beans that are on showcase today, that all of them are quite different char- characters. Um, like, they all have different characters, and I think it's also part, partly your brew, John, like from <laughs> Batchi. So it's really cool. And um, the Indonesian coffee scene itself, um, it's growing. They're close to, I think, more than 500 roasters actually within um, Indonesia and in Jakarta there's a lot of roasters at the moment a lot of them are actually focusing on Indonesian beans so today we're only touching the surface really like there's a lot more farms from different islands and hopefully we can do another event where we, we, we will explore the other islands and hopefully by doing this we can actually contribute and um, give more intention, uh, attention to the Indonesian coffee farmers so hopefully that's that's great it's absolutely amazing and you're right like some of the coffees were were really soupy and earthy and and syrupy and the other coffees were quite light and tea-like and and really sweet and it was just great to 
have like a you know about 120 people shouting out tasting night tasting notes like you know crisp you know clean clarity you know cocoa chocolate um, and which which coffee came out favorite? It was the second coffee. Uh, that was coffee C, which was coffee from West Java. It's called. Um, it's from a region called Meningali, which is uh, within the Java Frinza Estate, actually. So it's a wet hull process as well. So it's quite interesting to get something very funky and juicy. And that was the favorite coffee of the night, actually. Do you think that Melbourne coffee culture, which is the name of our podcast, do you think that that has an impact on what's happening in Indonesia? I know St. Ali has a big presence over in Indonesia at the moment. A lot of Melbourne roasters are going over there and and wanting to expand their businesses. And a lot of Indonesian students come here and drink the Melbourne coffee. Can you tell me about that relationship? Um, Is it an international student relationship or is it a trade relationship? Is, it, is there crossover and cross-pollination of, of in, Indonesian uh, barista uh, skills and Melbourne barista skills and, and we're sharing our, our, you know, collaboratively sharing our knowledge? Yeah, it's all of the above, actually. Um, I guess it's very interesting that businesses in Melbourne have set up shop in Indonesia, especially in Jakarta, actually, like St. Ali, Sensory Lab. Um, However, I think the focus on Indonesian coffee has not been as much in both cities, actually, especially the specialty ones. Um, it's actually surprising that Sydney has more um, availability on Indonesian coffee compared to Melbourne. And Melbourne is what people say the coffee capital. So I think if we are not actually exploring this concept, we would be missing out, I think on what's happening and it's not only just about what's trendy or whatever it's actually the coffee tastes good it can be good and perhaps in the past we haven't been able to actually maintain consistency and perhaps there are some stereotypes that have been given to the coffees itself and we don't have perhaps we don't actually grow coffee in higher high enough altitude but then the product will speak on it uh, for itself and the more we taste, I guess, the more our knowledge will be about Indonesian coffee. And I hope that's actually going to help that cross-pollination between Indonesia and the Melbourne coffee scene, I guess. That's great. And we are really, in specialty coffee, we're, we're changing people's behavior. We're educating the customer. This is the way it's always been in the, the second wave, the third wave movement. Um, we're breaking down stereotypes and you're doing that great work. You know, you and the people here are, are, are doing that. You're promoting and propagating specialty coffee because, you know, some of these coffees were grown at, you know, 2,000, 1,800 meters. Um, you know, these are not low altitude coffees. And that's another stereotype that, you know, Indonesia doesn't have the altitude. So um, it's really great work. Last question, because you are running an event here and maybe even paying for the venue, <laughs> so I won't keep you for too long. Anyone you want to promote, any um, again, any roasters or green buyers or people in, in- Indonesian coffee, that uh, whether they're in Melbourne or Indonesia, maybe their Instagram accounts that you would promote to anyone listening who wants to find out more? Yeah. Well, the first thing I would... Uh, the first project that I would actually like to promote is actually this project called Baraka Nusantara. They are actually um, a group of people um, working directly with the coffee farmers in Lombok. 
using their coffee uh, with a brand under the branding Coffee Pahlawan, which we have tonight here. Um, the proceeds from the coffee goes directly back to the community for building learning spaces, and now they're actually building a waste management program. So that's that's something really cool. I think it's not just really about the business; it's about yeah, showcasing the coffee plus giving back to the farmers who can actually um, make something out of it, I guess. And um, I guess that's the same thinking that Inedible wants to do. We want to operate in the F&B culture to actually provide improvement of, you know, like communities for the people at the back end of the food, uh, food and beverage business, like the farmers produce. We'll start with coffee, but then we'll probably do something else and... Many of the roasters that we have tonight, they're pretty cool, based in Sydney. Uh, Materia Coffee, run by a guy called Julius. Eco Coffee, run by uh, Rowena. And Benji, who runs the Q Coffee, who's also a green bean supplier. So, they're pretty cool. And, yeah, it's really good. And and also, Auntie Pegs and Proud Mary for helping us out with this event. It's pretty cool. That's great. I'm sure people can go back and listen to the podcast again and, and catch those aliases and look them up on Instagram. So thank you so much for your time. It was an amazing event and you're obviously um, very good at what you do. So follow Inedible on uh, Instagram. Uh, it's i. It's i.edi.ble. There you go. Thanks for listening. <laughs>